Hey guys, welcome to What's the Tea with X Strong Music. We're your hosts, Kylie Parham and Charlotte Vosbeck. This is our very first episode, and today we'll be discussing all the hottest news in the electronic dance music industry. And later we'll be chatting with Kill Paris in an exclusive interview. And don't worry, we'll be sipping the tea the whole time. <laughs> now let's catch up on some hot news. For those of you who have never heard of Circle, you're missing out. The company was founded in 2015 and specializes in hosting and broadcasting concerts in some of the most magnificent locations across the world. It's really hard to beat the vibe that this company puts on. This past Monday, Circle hosted Disclosure at the Plitvice Lakes National Park in Croatia and it was incredible. For those of you who don't know, Disclosure's album Energy is due out on August 28th and is highly anticipated. Check the description below to check it out. Beatport Reconnect has decided to host an amazing event. It's called Together for Beirut and it's going to benefit Lebanese artist organizations and NGOs. The lineup is stacked with techno mainstays like Carl Cox, Damian Lazarus, John Digweed, Dubfire, and Nicole Mudaber. The goal of the event is to raise over $250,000 and recently host Nicole Mudaber spoke out saying that the fundraising efforts will provide a much needed relief to those affected by the recent tragedy. Check the description below to find out how you can get involved in this amazing event this weekend. <laughs> we need a refill though because we're like... <laughs> All the headbangers of the world are currently freaking the F out right now because Kings of Heavy Bass Slander and Underworld God himself Sudden Death have just released their highly anticipated collaboration today. Called Blood On Me, this was originally debuted on Insomniac's Bass Rush livestream and now it's out for your listening pleasure. So take a look in the description below. Despite the tragic cancellation of all festivals for 2020, not okay. They're still trying to help the community out. Ultra Music Festival has partnered with iHeart Raves and they're giving away 12,000 surgical masks to people who are in need in Miami, Florida. iHeart Rave CEO Brian Lim recently spoke out about the partnership. We chose to partner with Ultra on this initiative for the same reasons we partner with them for the festival season. We wanted to enhance the positive impact that we could have on the EDM community by joining forces with other leaders in the space. Cheers to you guys. The best. <laughs> New Music Friday is basically a holiday for us at X-Round Music. I mean, who doesn't love new music from their favorite artists right before the weekend? What's coming out this weekend, Kylie? Starting with Say My Name and Bilo. They teamed up to create a new banger called Hit. If you've never heard of Say My Name, he is quite literally the godfather of trap. Gotta so you check better check it out. Next up, we have Weiss and Harry Romero giving a nod to 90s rave culture with our new single, Where Do We Go? Charlotte and I were both born in the 90s, and hopefully you were too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you gotta like this one. <laughs> Nurko has put out a melodic bass gem. It's called Better Off Lonely with Rory. Who doesn't love a melodic bass gem? Next up, we have Alok and Kushmar. I mean, Kashmir, teaming up for a house-driven single, Let Me Go. German superstar Felix Jan has just put out a high-energy track called No Therapy. I need some still, though. <laughs> and last but not least, our favorite track of the week is Gorgon <laughs> City's delivering a powerhouse remix of Sunny Federa and Dom Dalla's Moving Blind. Trust me, you don't want to miss this one. We cannot stop listening to this one. <laughs> also, this is our second bottle of wine that we've just started, so Lord help us. <laughs> For those of you who don't already know, Extra Music hosts a guest mix series via SoundCloud. These mixes promote artists that are doing big things and releasing amazing music. Our latest mix comes from New York-based artist TruthX Lies. This mix is the perfect way to add some energy into your week, so make sure you check it out in the description below. 
Now, now let's, let's check out some upcoming albums that have caught our attention. Following the release of the two lead singles, Desire with Zoo and Blame, Bob Moses gear up for their six-track album release entitled Desire Duo on August 28th. The tracks are continuously mixed in this album, meaning each track fits together like a piece of a puzzle. If the first two tracks are any indication, this whole album is going to be straight fire, so definitely keep an eye out. Amazing. Six years after the release of the world's album, Porter Robinson has announced that his second is on the way, and it is called Nurture. The exact date has yet to be revealed for this new album, but that has not stopped his fan base, including us, from going nuts over it. The first single, Get Your Wish, was debuted back in January, followed by something comforting a few months later, and we are obsessed. From what we can tell from this album so far, it'll be another breathtaking addition into Porter's catalog, and we literally cannot wait. Speaking of Porter Robinson, our girl Rez recently released an edit of his track, She Heals Everything, that sent fans into an absolute frenzy. Following the edit, she tweeted a photo, just wanna let you guys know I'm working on a new album. Although more details have not been divulged, this third studio album is highly anticipated. We can only expect a powerful body of music from the queen of bass music herself. Now the moment that you've all been waiting for our exclusive interview with Kill Paris. Kill Paris is known for his friendly nature and his amazing bass-centric releases. He recently put out an EP called House with a Pool. It has a pretty interesting backstory that goes along with it. Fair warning, this is our first time recording a Skype interview, so we accidentally cut Charlotte of it. Sorry, take a look. <laughs> Hi Corey, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we want to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about where you're from and your history with music. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, man, where am I from? I don't know. I've lived a lot of different places. Um, it's from Indiana originally and like started playing guitar, you know, like in high school, did that whole thing, played in bands, lived in Nashville for some time too, and like played bass in some country groups, right. uh, played bass in a metal group as well, and a bunch of other stuff like in Indiana, and then went to school for recording arts in Florida. And then I've lived in LA, I think like two or three times and Colorado twice. This was my second time here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I've like lived, I feel like I've lived like a lot of different, um, different lives, like through music. And I feel like that's for anybody that's been in music for a long time. That's kind of what yeah. happens. You just like try to find your footing and, you yeah. know, try different things. And so, yeah. Why the name Kill Paris? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, kind of as like an angsty teenager, um, I really liked the Romeo and Juliet story. And Paris is like the guy who's like arranged to be wed to Juliet. And Romeo's like the scrub guy. And <laughs> so I just always like that because I feel like I've always had like a real like rebellious sort of personality. Um, and I've kind of always been like the underdog. And so... Yeah, kill Paris because Romeo ends up killing Paris accidentally, but like for, um, for Juliet. So, I love that. That's a great story. <laughs> That's a great story yeah. Um, so what do you feel is the most ideal environment for you to work on music? And are there any rituals you take part in when you start producing? Wow, that's a really great and thoughtful question. Um, <laughs> yeah, more recently, I've been. Um, getting, I mean, I've been getting outside a lot more for like the last like two or three years. That's been like a big part of my life. Um, especially seeing, I see the sunrise like almost every single day. That's like wow. a really big part. Um, 
of my day. And, uh, you know, more recently I've been getting into modular synths and I mean, I can even show you like right here, you can kind of see right here what's going on. Um, but I take this outside like in the morning and then just like watch the sunrise. I have my little recorder with me and I record sounds and do little yeah. jams, you know, for like an hour or two. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I guess that could be kind of a ritual because I'm kind of been trying to figure out how to better utilize like working in the computer as opposed to like just always being in the computer and having like all yeah. these options. And I, you know, I teach Ableton to people as well. And kind of the, the overarching problem that most people seem to have is like knowing when to stop or like adding too many things in a session, yeah. spending too much time on a song. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of that is due to just having too many options in the computer. So I've been the whole kind of dive into modular has been a way to like kind of do all the sound design and come up with these ideas before taking it to the computer. And then once I'm in the computer, I mean, it's it's almost just like pulling from loops at that point. But it's all stuff that I've spent hours um, making, which seems to be a really, really good workflow um, yeah. so far and has been far more um, inspiring and kind of, as I like touched on before, just through doing music for so long and also using Ableton for so long, like I kind of hit this wall and I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people hit the exact same wall. And I had to think for a second, I was like, man, I feel like I've been going about this one way and that like has turned me off from music in a way. But then I like realized I was like the way that I'm going about it is just like one way. And there's like literally <laughs> limitless ways yeah. to like go about making music. So I'm like, why don't I like try something different and like use the strengths of the computer, but not be like totally locked into it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really been inspiring to me a lot recently. Like I usually try to go to bed early, but this thing has been keeping me awake at night. That's when you know it's good, though. <laughs> I know. I was telling my girlfriend, it's like every day feels like Christmas morning because I like wake up early and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go plug the modular and go outside, like have some coffee. And it's yeah, it's, start the day yeah, out. It, it really is. It's, it's, been, it's been really nice. That's cool. great to hear. Um, we're huge fans of your new EP, House of the Pool, and we hear it has a pretty interesting story behind it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of weird, which I'm sure other artists will kind of sympathize with this. But like when it comes to making music, sometimes like sometimes stuff takes a really long time and then other times stuff just happens really quick. But it seems like when stuff happens really quick, then it takes time for it to actually come out. Yeah, so like yeah. all the music on that EP was all done like by the end of last year, maybe even like before then. It's only just now coming out. And wow. yeah. um yeah, and the house that uh, that I lived in at that time was, I mean, a house with a pool. And I spent, I mean, again, spending a lot of time outside. Um, and so that, that, that sort of, I guess, collection of songs is kind of inspired by that and just like being outside. Like, little, like I, I try to sometimes like have like a tropical vibe to the music, but not go full Kygo. Yeah. You know, like just like a little like sliver of like a tropical feel as opposed to like a tropical sound. Um, and I feel like there's a couple songs on that EP that kind of capture some of that. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. 
Um, the EP itself is a beautiful mixture of, you know, melody and bass. And then I feel like you also put an experimental flavor in there, which I really liked. Um, so what brought you to combine these specific sounds for this album? Um, I feel like I'm always trying to ride that line of, and I, for anybody who's heard me talk before, you've probably heard me say this a million times, but um, that line of like stuff that you can like dance to and that will like work like in a club setting, but also stuff that like isn't so club oriented that it's like weird to listen to just like in your house or just like when you're chilling. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of try to like thread that line. Um, and then experimentally speaking, um, I feel like with all of my stuff, I try to do a little bit of like, I don't know, I I always like to think of like making music and people listening to the music to be able to like try to challenge them a little bit and like do stuff that doesn't. And also it's like the point we are with a lot of like electronic music now is like so much of it does sound the same and you hear like the same song like over and over. Um, so I kind of always try to push away from that. And again, just like challenge a little listener a little bit, but not like be super esoteric and like too make too like the there. weirdest shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to go like too, too out there. Um, I mean, it can be fun sometimes, but, um, but, but trying to like piece that all together and then using the, you know, sort of like a, like a dance track, um, I don't know, sort of framework to kind of fit that stuff in. Cause some of it is dancey, but then like, a song like Way Out is like a little bit, I don't know, that's, I guess that would be kind of like experimental because there's like some guitar, but then it goes to this like dark, bassy part. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I let the, oh, yeah, was, what's that? I loved it though. It was like a oh, really thank good you. combination. Yeah. It sets you apart for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, okay. Thanks. From the bass banger, Ghosty, to the ethereal feel good track, Give Me Your Lovin', each track on House of the Pool offers a refreshingly unique soundscape. Um, tell us a little bit about how each track fits together as one collective unit. Yeah, I think that has more to do with just the timing of when everything, because everything was kind of like written and made all within like a, I don't know, like a two or three month period. And it seems to be like how, how it usually works with me. I mean, sometimes like I'll pull something that like was finished a long time ago that I never quite found a place for. And then that seems to like fit with all these other songs so I, I don't know i i guess i tend not to really think about like what fits together it kind of just makes sense as everything sort of starts to like surface and once things are finished and that's why i'm like i try to to finish things and that's like really the hardest thing about making music and especially with a computer that has the an unlimited undo function yeah. um it's <laughs> really it's really hard to like finish stuff but i feel like once i finish something and like, you know, just put it in the folder. And then as I finish more things, it starts to like take shape or I might have an idea of, you know, whatever, what's going to go together. Um, and then also with finishing things, then I have a few things to like pick from, you know, and sort yeah. of like, yeah, just sort of like piece together what the uh, EP or album is going to be. Awesome. Pretty natural yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you think your sound has evolved since your earlier EPs to a new earth and foreplay? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like with, with it's true on the, uh, the house with the pool EP, I feel like that's kind of pulling from 
the some of the styles that I used to kind of do with like the sort of like disco-y or like, you know, like old school, like funk samples and like chopping that up and kind of repurposing that into like a, you know, a more like bass heavy song. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like with this EP specifically kind of, and even ghosty, I feel like sounds similar to some of my like early stuff. So I feel like I, it it's tough when you do music for such a long time and there may be like these little eras where like it seemed like everything came together to try to like rec recreate that like down the line sometimes can be usually it's pretty forced mm -hmm. i feel like and i so i tried not to do that and I, again kind of taking some, a bit of an experimental route which i feel like i have taken with you know my two albums and maybe yeah. some singles here and there but I think it's pulling from some of that old stuff, but then also like, I don't know, I feel like my mixing has definitely like gotten a little bit better and I'm a little bit, have a little bit more perspective on songs yeah. to make them like sound better and translate better, which is always yeah. like, that's like one of the hardest things about making electronic music. And especially like when I mix and master everything myself, it's like, it's a lot of things to make sure that everything sounds right and to keep perspective because you're the person that's just been like, zeroed in on it for so long you know so yeah awesome amazing parts um over the years you've collaborated with a number of artists including big gigantic Amad royal Maeve, tim moy and tim moyo what are some of the benefits that these collaborations have had on your own personal brand as kill paris yeah i mean i think for me it always comes down to having good vocals on songs because like i've sang a little bit like on uh, why we feel this way like i sang on that and then on my um galaxies within us i sang on the song random yeah. uh, but other than that i'm not a very comfortable singer <laughs> and i also don't it's weird and I, i'm sure some people again might like recognize this in the, in themselves but i don't really not to sound harsh but i don't really care much about like vocals and like lyrics so much like the music is much more interesting to me because it's like it's not it's not tied to a language necessarily you know it's more this like freeing and thing you're able to interpret so i always struggle with like writing lyrics or like doing vocals or anything so it's really great to work with really good singers or you know just people that are cool and um bring like can add that extra layer to the to a song you know when vocals are appropriate for it i feel like that's that's kind of like the best thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have a favorite track in your catalog um, or just a track that stands out the most to you as an artist? Um, I mean, I feel like Random is one of those ones that me personally, I that's one of a song that I feel like the concept of the song is something I've wanted to make for a long time because like the way that that was made. I was singing, but I was using that the MIDI sprout, which mm -hmm. takes like your body's electricity or the electricity of like a plant and then translates it into um, musical notes that then you can take those notes and ha have it play whatever. And with random, I had the, like I was holding on to those electrodes. So it was shooting off all of these uh, notes. And then those notes were triggering like the vocal harmonizer, which is doing all the vocal harmonies. Mm -hmm. and it's like when you when you use the mini sprout it is like it's kind of ran like it feels random or sounds random like the notes that are coming out because it's just like the electricity in your body's changing so rapidly that it's just like firing all this stuff out so to like 
to like piece all that together into a song and then the song being about like how things feel random but you know just like keep going i feel like that to me like as a concept even though it's not like not many people have heard that song because it's like at the end of the album it's like one of the least played songs of mine which always tends i feel like other artists watching this like tell me if i'm wrong but i feel like usually my favorite songs are never the songs that like do do really well yeah so like that i mean that one just as like a whole and as like a concept um i'm really happy with that and then speaking of tim moyo um inside out to me which is one of the songs off of uh, galaxies within us um i just i love that song so much like yeah. i just love there's a few different really good parts in it and then there was this cool thing that i did at the end where i like chopped the um like the first drop and then made this whole like new thing out of it but it like i don't know that, and his vocals are so good he's like such a good singer so talented just like worked you know? yeah exactly like those are usually my favorite things when it's like when it really does just kind of flow and happen and i feel like as an artist that's what i'm always chasing and i feel like a as an artist, and I'm sure a lot of people, again, a lot of people will probably agree with me, but it's like, you're kind of, when you do have those really good flow moments and you like make a song and it just kind of happens, like that feels so good. And then the next time you work on a song, you try to like recreate that same feeling, but by trying to recreate it, you're not actually doing what you did the first time. Cause the first time you weren't trying to recreate anything, you're just like trying to like do it. So yeah, when stuff like that happens, those are usually the songs that I'm, you know, I feel most happy with and most proud of because it's almost less it's like it feels like i had less to do with it and it just like kind of happened naturally and it's not like an ego thing where i spent you know 500 hours trying to like make this song the songs that take the most time never ever sound good and usually i will hate them after that because i've heard them so many times you know yeah. what i mean so yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Um, although 2020 is a wildly different year in the music industry, do you have any upcoming plans that you can share with us at this time? Uh, well, I've been working on this like side project thing, which kind of involves like the modular and uh, just using outboard stuff, like not really using the computer and doing been re recording all these like little jams that I do. Um, and maybe some like maybe some like reviews of gear that might be part of it um, as well. But that should be launching um, pretty soon. And I'm excited about that because it's it's kind of like a different take on the thing. And I feel like, I've, you know, I wanted to stream more and, you know, do the stuff on Twitch and all that. But sometimes it's just like to produce a song in Ableton and to stream that to people. It's like it's fine it's okay. Um, I find it boring as the person doing it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. it's okay. I'm like, we're, we're looking at Ableton. Okay. I'm like dragging in serum. Okay, here we go. And like everybody's using that. Like it just yeah. kind of boring. So I've been trying the last year I've been trying to like figure out like how to like have a project where like, I mean, I guess part of it too comes down to not editing things. Right. And like more like, doing like performances and like just like recording the performance because there's nothing to really like edit and so i mean not to use the c word but in terms of like content to make whatever the workflow is to just yeah. like work where you don't have to i mean that's like the most frustrating thing like as you know a musician that's trying to like you know you got to keep the instagram up and do youtube videos like if you can but like to the whole video side of things and i'm sure everybody knows this now but like working with obs and like zoom 
through all of this is like, it's a nightmare, like to get everything to work. And, yeah, like on top of doing the music, you know, it's like the music <laughs> that can't even happen unless you get all the other pieces like together and like working. So um, I've been working really, really hard to get all that stuff set up. And I feel like I'm, it's like, it's real close. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for that. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thanks so much for talking with us today. It was really great chatting with you yeah. and learning more. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. I want to say that I just uh, I saw your album had come out and I literally listened to the entire thing straight through because I was on a walk and I was so impressed. I loved <laughs> it. And I just thought about it immediately. So thank you. Thanks for meeting with us. And Absolutely. Good luck on everything. All righty. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the first episode of What's the Tea. Now that we've officially had two bottles of wine, we are not okay. <laughs> but we're so excited to bring you guys more amazing news with this series, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think in the comments below, and wish us luck for the rest of the evening. We'll see you soon. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. You can do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more. <laughs>